Welcome. You're tuned in to the Living in Rhythm podcast where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Feels like we're really in the flow. Tourist season is in effect, and uh, we've got some interesting things happening around the Taurus. So today, in this session, we're going to get a little bit into Taurus, all of the elements of Taurus, and the aspects that are in relationship to Taurus right now. So we got the Sun, Mercury, the North Node, and of course Uranus is there as well. So with that North Node there, all roads lead to Taurus. And then I want to talk a little about the lunar phase that's happening right now. We're in a waning, waning moon, waning gibbous moon. And uh, we're heading into a half, the third quarter final square, the last half of the moon, which represents the sun and the moon squaring one another. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then I want to get a little bit into this core calibration, this turning, tuning to our resonant frequency and really using that breath work and that centering to help calm the nervous system down as we activate our sensory perception and head into the dawn of the Aquarian age. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot happening right now, so let's break it down. Okay, so... Before we get started today, I want to do a little bit of tuning in and uh, just find our center gravity a little bit. So wherever you are in space, in the (laughs) wherever you are right now on the planet, you want to find your feet or your seat and really ground for a moment, just ground into the earth and take a couple of deep breaths and really find that center that balance between all the sides of you the right the left the front the back the up and the down aspects of you really just tuning into that and then Take a nice full breath and use your breath work, use your inhale to really expand the space that's around you, really expanding your field into the space that's surrounding you. And then from there, tune into the heartbeat. Sometimes we like to put our hands, I like to put my hands on my heart. So take a moment to feel the pulse of your own heartbeat. Really feel that heartbeat ripple throughout your whole body, from your head to your toe, to every finger, every toe, just the very edges of your physical body. That pulse of your own rhythmic heartbeat. And then allow it to take the space around you. Allow it to spread out into the field that surrounds you. And again, just activating all the dimensions 
of your bubble, of your field. The front and the back. The upper and lower areas. The right and the left sides. And take one last deep breath. Feel it expand. And then exhale, relax. Hmm. So just taking these few moments to really center and calibrate the core is a great way to, we've been talking about definitely to activate your resonant frequency, but it's also really there to help to calm the nervous system down. And we rarely talk about, I haven't talked about the nervous system very much yet, but it's such an important factor, especially just in this world we live in with all kinds of energy and feedback and things that are happening in the world surrounding us that it can be a lot on the nervous system and, and, uh, this core, core calibration practice, this, uh, balancing the breath with our own timing and really using that space around us to, to sort of spread into and open up can really take some of the pressure off of the system in a way where it starts to calm us. We get to relax unnecessary holding patterns. We get to let go of anxiety or stress, any of these things, which we, you know, in general, in this world that we're living in high intensity time. So, you know, the best we can do, the more that we can start to tune our center gravity and get that rhythmic breath to that heartbeat to really pulse and flush and spread out through our body and into the field can be quite healing and nurturing. It's just highly, highly recommended. And, you know, like a lot of us are definitely, there's a lot of change happening right now too. And so all the ways that our lives are changing in all of our unique and individual ways, the more we can start to, again, tune the center, calm the system, find a neutrality and a balance that's organically tuned to our own rhythmic timing. I mean, this is this is one of the things that are like key to living in rhythm because when you find your tune, your tone, your resonant frequency, and you start to hold that vibe at a steady pace and you can start to fill it up through the rest of your life. It's like it, the way that I look at it is that it starts in the physical body in some way. It starts with the physical body and then it starts to expand into all the other ways and our relationships and our work and our day-to-day living and our connections with nature and spirit it's all connected and so the more we can get ourselves in a place where we can really organize and neutralize then we can actually start to really tune in and observe the subtleties the the subtleties of the of life around us and especially this astrology you know like these these aspects and these angles that we're talking about some of them are really blatant and some of them are really subtle and one thing that I know is for sure is that as again as we balance the body and then we balance the mind then we can start to balance the spirit slash soul the mind body soul connection we're trying to just bring a little harmony and balance to the wholeness of ourselves so the breath work is key It's key to tuning the nervous system, to calming it down, to helping us find that pace that's, that's natural to ourselves. And this is really important because, 
basically, right now, we're living in a time, astrologically, they, this time has been recognized as the age of Aquarius or the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And with this dawning of the age of Aquarius, with this dawning, we're basically being met with a transformation and a change from where we've been in the structural and, and um, the way that the structure in, in the organized world it has been. That's the Saturn and Capricorn energy. Pluto is really transitioning in it's like on these final cut these final degrees of Capricorn and it's moving into the sign of Aquarius next year we'll feel it more but these are the final degrees and we talk all about the phases it's interesting to know how we're we're all in these different (laughs) there's all these different cycles happening at once and they're all in their own different timing which is very which is really important for us to get our our sense of ourself and our own timing in order to organize and orient around these rhythmic cycles. So basically as Pluto finishes in, a, in Capricorn and begins to move into Aquarius, this is marking the dawn, the beginning of the age of Aquarius, which Aquarius is definitely futuristic and cosmic. And it's also very revolutionary and unique there's such a unique and creative aspect to it. It also speaks to humanity and liberation, the liberation of humanity and really identifying the unique within the collective is the way I see it. It's spontaneous. It's creative. It's, it's uh, like a lightning bolt. Um, and the reason why I talk about the lightning bolt is because Aquarius, the sign of Aquarius is actually ruled by the planet Uranus, which I've spoken before about, which is very much, it looks like a pendulum, kind of like an H with the little circle dropped from the center of it when you look at the astrological symbol. But in my mind, it's always a lightning bolt because it's just, you never know how and where it's going to strike. And so it's, but it's also very, you know, there's a lot of electricity and creativity and freedom and light and charge behind it. That said, Uranus right now is basically, it's in Taurus and it has been, I talked about this last week. It has been for some years now. It's basically at 14 degrees Taurus as I speak. It was conjuncting Mercury last week. We talked about that heightened communication and the heightened levels of, of really being able to express ourselves and having that Uranus energy in Taurus is really, again, it's like this dawning of Aquarian energy. It brings me, it brings me to this state of, of really contemplating the way that we can start to, again, move into the future and build a brighter future. And the Taurus-Uranus connection is very much bringing that futuristic energy into the third dimension. Taurus is very third dimensional energy. So hopefully you're feeling a little bit of this of the Taurus energy as it's turned on. It really started kicking in on Tuesday night. We had the sun enter into the Taurus of zero degrees Taurus, the beginning of the season. And Taurus represents the bull. It also is an earth sign. That's what speaks to the third dimensionality of it. 
I've spoken before about how the evolution, you can see the evolution of consciousness through the zodiac signs. And we've spoken a lot about Pisces and then the Aries energy that we just left. And now entering into Taurus, we have this for the first time, an earth sign where we're bringing that creative ideas and the creative thoughts and the will to live into the third dimension, really starting to see it manifesting in form, in the in form, in the third dimension. And so it's a really powerful time for manifesting. Taurus energy brings that. It's this, when you're walking around in the city or in the gardens, you'll start to see things are blooming, like trees are blooming in the city. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that up specifically because I'm in the mountains, but like we can see, I can see grass coming up. It's greening. Things are greening. The, the crocus, the tulips are blooming. The trees are blooming. There's this, there's this evidence of life really, really starting to come online to this full capacity, this beautiful fullness and, and blossoming is occurring. And the way that they, they, the way that we can talk about astrology or the Zodiac, specifically Taurus in, in the Zodiac is that it is this place where we're sustaining the springtime, the life force vibe. So all signs, we talked about cardinal signs being the beginning of seasons, Aries being one of them. The middle of seasons are all fixed signs. I also call them the sustainers. They're sustaining and fixing the element and the energy of the season that they're in. So middle spring is Taurus, a fixed earth sign. And so we start to really see that manifestation, that energy manifesting and showing itself in all kinds of ways through our senses which we've talked a lot about, the sensory perception through the eyes, through the nose, through the ears, through the way we touch, through the way that we feel, through the way that we're tuning in. The light is different. Life is, is, is communicating in such a beautiful and expressive way during the Taurus season. And so Taurus also really represents this like abundance, this indulgence, this, this sense of really wanting to indulge and engage in the sensory perceptions that we're, that we're coming online and experiencing. And when I think about Taurus, like when I think about Taurus, I think so much about little babies and how when they're, when there's a certain age in a, in a youth, when they start to recognize they have hands and they can, they want to grab things and look at things and they almost always want to put everything in their mouth. You know, that's like a Taurus energy. Like I just want to put it in my mouth. I want to taste it. I want to taste it. I want to experience it. And so <laughs> that's really, that's that Taurus energy is also really youthful and playful. Um, I love it. I, you'll start to, what you'll start to recognize is Everyone, you know, we all have our own relationship to signs. And um, when we, when I just, even when we talk about them and when we share about them, you can tell maybe when there's either connections in to Taurus energy or it's in the chart. For me, I have a lot of Taurus in my life. I have a lot of Tor Taurus people and people with strong Taurus energy in my life. And I love it. The Capricorn and Libra in me love it. So... Um, yeah, so you'll hear me talk about it. <laughs> you'll probably, it'll come up. Um, so another one of my 
Another key word that I love bringing up around Taurus, I've, I've said so many times, the sensory perception is one, is one phrase that I use for Taurus. Another key word that I like is cultivation because it's very much that getting your hands dirty, getting your, your hands in the soil and really like cultivating and starting to nurture and grow and, and produce, you know, there's like this sort of like egging on and, and nurturing and pushing along to, to keep the energy going. That's that sustainer quality that comes up with the Taurus. Um, I also want everyone in, you know, as you start to study this stuff and you we're learning it, like it through this podcast, we're really talking about it in, in a cyclical way, which is a, a wonderful way to learn it because we're just keeping it real. Like you can think about the season of the middle season of spring without having any relationship to Taurus. Although I highly recommend making observations and correlations for yourself to start to make your own, have your own understanding and your own perceptions around what, what each of these cycles means. However, really, really it's, it's one of those things where if you're learning this, if you're learning this, you want to start to recognize that when I say Taurus, when we say Taurus, we're also speaking about second house energy. We're also speaking about the ruling planet in reference to a side angle to the ruling planet Venus. And we started talking about Venus a little bit last week. I love, I mean, while I talk about Venus all the time, it is one of the evolutionary pathways, as I call it. There's a lot of information we can gather from the Venus cycle. It's very unique in its relationship to Earth and that Venus is, in astronomy is actually recognized as Earth's twin, which is a fascinating, that's a fascinating thing to think about astronomically. But also just that Venus has this quality of it, we can see it. It's like very clear in our evenings and morning skies, depending on what phase it's in. Right now, Venus is a morning star. So you'll see it come up before the sun. It's the brightest star to the east that you can see. And it happens right, it, it shows itself brightest right before the sunrise. And so look out for that. But what's really powerful about Venus too is that it it is it, it's a representative it's a it's a ruling planet of Taurus and it also is a ruling planet of Libra. We talked about the Libra moon last week and we'll get into that more later. But Venus in relationship to Taurus is again this indulgence and appreciation for the third dimensional things, the finest things. So it is very much like our possessions. The second house represents our possessions and our values, the things that we find the most meaning in. And so that Venus Taurus energy is intertwined. So when you hear those two, and you think about the second house too, like make that connection. That's that's basically how you can start to, if you have second house things or if you have Taurus in your chart, you can relate it a little bit to your own understandings around the Venus cycle. Okay? So... That's a, that's a, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> it's all fantastic. I love this stuff. So back to Taurus. Right now, as I'm speaking, we have the sun moved into Taurus a few days ago. So it's in the beginning degrees of Taurus. We have Uranus, that Aquarian lightning bolt of a planet in Taurus, trying to ground some of this futuristic stuff in the third dimension. 
And then we also have Mercury, which we talked about last week, which is our level, like level one, first phase of expressions through the third dimension, through the first mental mind, the mental energy of the mind, the first layers of thinking and expressing. And then we have the Uranus with that. We talked about it, but the Uranus really is that higher octave of the, of the Mercury expression. So it's a higher consciousness of expression or expressing from a higher consciousness, I should say. And then finally, we've had the North Node in Taurus. And so right now, as I'm speaking, we have the North Node and Mercury conjuncting in Taurus. They're at about 22 degrees. And the North Node is a big one. I'm going to be actually be talking about this. I have a workshop coming up on the solar eclipse, which is April 30th. And you can sign up through the website. But the the North Node is going to be a big story for, for definitely these eclipses that are coming up on this next new moon and full moon cycle, as well as into the next year. We have like another year and a few months of the North Node being in Taurus. And I said it before, but the North Node is really where we want to point our ship when as much as you can, you want to angle and guide your, your journey, your mission toward the, through and into North node qualities, North node tendencies. And so I've talked about it as being the head of the dragon. That's, that's one way it's referenced. It's also the future. It can represent not only the future of this life, but future, like beyond countless infinity future. And so it's, it's really powerful because as the North Node, it recently went into Taurus. And so as it comes closer, as this moon wanes into the north, into the new moon, we're going to be heading into an alignment with the Earth, Sun, Moon, all in the North Node of Taurus. And this is a powerful time. Like these moments when the Sun, Moon, and Earth line align, they're some of the most powerful times in from Earth's perspective because they're the three most potent uh, or like just they're the three most dominant celestial bodies like the one we live on and then the two that that rule our day and our night you know and the extra planets are just like extracurricular stuff they're they're definitely there they're family members but the three together when they make alignments they're these are powerful times of like really getting ourselves clear as far as like these are really great goal setting times that's the way I want to say it and so like I said, this, there's this like level of bringing the future into the third dimension right now. That's super powerful. And so I'll talk more about that in the workshop, a little bit more layered and and help you to fine tune and see how you can relate it to your own life and your own chart. However, just a collective, like there's always the collective as well. We have the personal and the collective. And when I speak in the collective realm with this North node, coming together with Mercury as the sun, you know, starts to really kick into this Taurus energy. I feel like there's a lot of light and energy shining around the way that we not only tune in, but express through our sensory system, like I spoke about last week. And I'm telling you, I feel like the playfulness of Taurus is going to allow us a lot of room to explore this North Node in a sense of, again, if we're if we're being inspired through our senses and being in allowing ourselves to be able to communicate to and from the sensory system. So 
just indulging in taste, in smells, in sounds, nurturing, nurturing and cultivating that which is like feels good for our senses and for our our sense of perception is a really great way to strengthen our connection to this north node in Taurus, which will help kind of guide the ship, you know? And so, gosh, it's, it's so layered. It's so layered, everyone. And, uh, I mean, I really could go on and on. (laughs) There's so many layers, but what I want you to think about the most again, is just how you can tune into the way that your heart and your rhythmic timing is, is aligned and resonating at a nice natural organic pulse. And again, how you do that is through the breath, just tuning your system and then starting to feel where's the inspiration, where's the guidance, you know, reveling obviously in moderation. We don't want to be little piggies, but like reveling in, in, in moderation in the things that make us feel good, the things that are nurturing and cultivating for our sense of self, for our sense of awareness and being present right now on this planet. I mean, this is what we're doing, you know? So let's, let's, um, Let's really take this next couple weeks as as the moon. It's actually the next like week and a half or so as the moon starts to wane. We're like gonna let that waning energy start to flush away some of our old ideas or old belief systems, and and really just clear slate, feel and sense and tune into what is the world, what is what is the feedback that I'm getting from from my senses and through my senses. Okay. So let's talk about the moon because this is interesting too. When we have a waning moon, that's where the the energy is falling, is receding. The tides are receding back from that fullness that we had and it's heading towards the dark moon, the new moon. But as it gets there, it has to hit the waning gibbous And then on the Saturday, the 23rd, we'll have the waning last quarter or third quarter moon, the last half. And that makes it basically anytime you see a half moon, the sun and the moon are squaring one another. They're at a 90 degree angle to one another from Earth. That's so cool. So we have the sun in Taurus and the moon on the 23rd of April will be squaring that sun in Aquarius. So moon in Aquarius, sun in Taurus. They're both fixed sustaining signs. So anytime we have a square, it's a fixed, it's a, they're in the same modality, either cardinal, mutable, or fixed. Okay, so the fixed are in the middle. And so this half moon, I'm going to talk about it every time. It's beyond the new and the full the half moons are really great points to observe because of the square. There's always like a half glass full, half glass empty kind of vibe. And with a waning moon, we have a real opportunity to shed layers. Like the the waning is is going, the light is going down. So the left side of the moon is is the side that's illuminated. And basically as that light recedes, we have a real opportunity to just shed some layers, shed some things that are not, not going to serve us for the next cycle to set a new intention and really get clear. I feel like a half moon we do in a square, we really do have to make a choice. There's a little bit of decision-making. Should I, like I talked about last week, should I go right, left, forward? Am I going to go forward or do I want to stay here? 
the choice is ours. That's the beautiful thing about all of it is we have free will. <laughs> but it's cool to observe these cycles and these rhythms and be able to say, well, what is my, what are my choices here? How can we maximize this? So with an Aquarius moon too, it's very fascinating because so this moon will hit Aquarius and it'll be there about two and a half days and it's going to be that squaring to Aquarius is again, it's that the, the sun and the moon, there's, there's this relationship to bringing the future Aquarius into the third dimension, Taurus, having experiences more concrete, grounded experiences as far as the new ideas we've been cultivating around the new concepts around maybe like a new, I mean, Aquarius is so revolutionary. It could be like a whole new lifestyle. Like this is where I feel like we can really start to play like, you know, spring season, 2022, get a makeover, you know, like you can make over your life with like an, with a Taurus energy. And especially with this square, this half moon, it's like, I feel like we can really Again, just like, I don't want to wear the, I don't want to wear that style anymore. I'm ready for a, a new change. Spring is here. Let me wear the dress. You know, it's like, the, it's got this kind of energy where it's like, we can bring out new, we can bring out new qualities of ourselves and express ourselves in new and fun and creative ways with this square. And so I'm, I'm talking fashion and clothing, but it can be also as revolutionary as like just a lifestyle change. Like really, I know some people that are changing their careers or that have gotten promotions in the last few weeks. And they're like starting them up this time, right? Like around now, it's just so neat because it's, again, if you really tune in, you'll see your, that most of us are, we are really living in the flow. It's about tuning ourselves a little bit more and customizing our, our own experience through the flow. And so again, I've, this is what this time is for me. The way that I'm looking at it is let's, I want to maximize my experience, you know? And so it is not always easy. You know, it's not always easy. That's why the more we can just get centered, tune in, let our breath work and our heartbeat help us find that rhythmic alignment, our own timing. And then we start from where we are one breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so that square, maximize the square because then the energy is going to keep waning and it's going to wane towards the new moon. And we'll talk about that in in, in our next sesh because the next sesh is going to be all about the eclipse. And and uh, again, if you want to go deeper with me, sign up for the workshop. Okay, so there are some other astrological aspects that are happening that I want to get into today before we finish and beyond it's beyond the square so but definitely more Taurus stuff so right now with the north node in Taurus it's going to be um on that as the sun and the moon square one another that north node in Taurus is also going to be coming together conjuncting the mercury which I did talk about a little bit earlier but I want us to really put this into perspective if Mercury and the and the North Node are coming together, there's a there's an opportunity again to really start to express and make moves in the third dimension that are gonna be helping almost lay like we're laying the new foundation. We're we're clearing the new trail and the new path for the future. I mean, it's like we have like to clear the new trail. So it's like cutting back 
the layers that are that just shouldn't be there. Like I, I keep thinking about grass. Like just cut back the grass, clear the trail. You know, lay out the path so that it's an obvious trail to walk that's moving towards the future. And I feel like how we do that is again by by getting expressive by talking about it by listening tuning in to the sensory system of how like again how is the world speaking to me and I want to mention this I bring this up again because I want to really encourage everyone like when you tune in if something feels intense or if there's anxiety around it to practice the breath work because you know, there is a lot and I, I want to encourage, there's a lot of intense things happening in the, in the collective. However, when we, as much as we can tuning into the things that are, are, are flowing for us and we can show some gratitude and some presence, bring some present focus and, and energy of, of gratitude and appreciation and just being in the moment of what's right in front of us. It's a powerful tool which is, again, it, it brings us me back to that cultivation, that word cultivation. It takes practice. You have to t- till the garden. You have to weed the garden. You have to water the garden. You have to nurture the garden, protect it from the elements, you know. It's just the same exact thing. And so I think if there's something new and exciting or or something that's inspiring you that you're working on right now, it's a cultivation practice. And and the more you can start to use your sensory system in that that north node and in in and mercury to just really like see how if you can get the feedback and the communication to start to come to you a little bit more and then you can follow your intuition and follow your guidance and starting to trust how the world speaks to you how nature speaks i mean this is these are roots ways studying the way nature speaks serious stuff And it's also fun. So make it make it fun, make it playful, and take care of yourself. If it feels stressful, pivot the focus. I mean, obviously, if you have to address things, do. And then is is much once you've dealt with that, then pivot and put the energy into something that you're ready to cult, like into that cultivation, nurturing, loving place. And I'm telling you, it just like one step, one one day at a time. That that will really, you'll be watching your garden grow through the cultivation. Okay. So stay consistent and steady with that. That's part of, of Taurus. It's, it's consistent. It's steady. It's slow, really slow. One day at a time, one little step at a time. Okay. So the other aspect that's happening is that Venus base or that Mercury in, in Taurus is also opposing the South node in Scorpio, which We'll talk a little bit more about the Scorpio south node as, as the next full moon kicks in. However, the Mercury is also showing us, I feel like this opposition to Scorpio is really showing us places where, you know, some of the stuff isn't serving us anymore. That's a south node. You got to shed the skin. You got to shed the layers. Evolve from the south node. So there could be some basically the way that I'm, I'm observing in my own experience is just, there's certain things that I'm not really willing to engage in anymore because it is affecting my nervous system in a way where it's like, I just, you know, some 
honestly, some friends, some people have been phasing out of my life. And it's kind of sad, but it's also kind of exciting because new people are coming in too. And it's that quality of like when we make room, when we allow ourselves to evolve and really change and grow. And, you know, it's like if I'm having conversations and they're not feeling fulfilling, it's like, it's, it's okay. It doesn't mean I don't, I don't have to like, you know, completely break up with somebody, but I also, I don't have to spend all my time talking to them either. And something really empowering about this letting go of the South Node stuff. So again, through the way that the communication is working through the sensory system, period. I'm going to keep talking about that. So it's, it can be as simple as like, I used to really love tacos and now I don't. And I'm actually not sure how that's possible because I love Mexican food, but you know, so that's not a true statement for myself, but it might be as simple as like something I've used to love and I don't really like it anymore. I'm ready to evolve and change and grow from it. So it, it can be as simple as that, or it can be as broad as, again, like I feel like a lot of, a lot of folks, I mean, there's a, there's a great resignation happening. There's people that are changing their jobs, changing their careers, changing their positions, changing the way they're thinking about engaging in the world. And it's powerful. So play with it. Use your inspiration. Like I said last week, this podcast is one way that I'm doing it is like I'm playing with the way that I'm sharing my ideas and my, my studies with the world. And so and you're listening as I'm speaking and it's this whole balancing between communication. And, you know, I just, I, I'm looking forward to, I've done a lot of, you know, I've done a lot of group work and one-on-one work where I've, you know, taught many sessions and it's really fun to just kind of lay some of these ideas out for, for thoughts to basically just to truly philosophize and, and conceptualize around. And my biggest hope for, all of this is that you start to tune in for yourself and I'm sharing my ideas in the way that it's experience that I'm experiencing it. And I'm hoping that you can start to develop your own relationship around how you're experiencing the world through your being able to tune into yourself and have that presence be communicated to and be able to communicate your presence in this time and space, because these are really powerful days. So we're, we're learning we're really learning this, this new, these new levels of empowerment. And in order to bring the future that I want to see in the world, it, it's requiring a lot more responsibility and presence and focus around how we're showing up and, and the way that we're engaging and, sh- and sharing and all the ways, not just the gi- giving, but the receiving as well, you know? So part of that comes from this communication. How am I giving and receiving messages? That's actually what it is. How am I giving and receiving these messages? And we haven't even talked about the chakras yet. <laughs> or sound. But that's coming. <laughs> so, like I said, there's so much to... We're so busy. We're so busy around here. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, there's some there's some, nodal, there's some nodal trips happening. And I'm experiencing a nodal flip in my own life. So that's kind of fascinating too. More on that as it... As, it, as I phase off out of that, I'll share more of my experiences with you. But, you know, these are powerful. The nodes represent, again, the direction that we're going and where we're coming from. And a, the more we can understand that and evolve from and through that, the I feel like the more fulfilling 
life we can have, but also we can help each other have more fulfilling lives. I mean, this is really about upgrading our systems and, and having an uplifted experience and then helping hold that vibration so other people can have their own uplifted experiences. It's just, let's all start popping off, you know, getting, getting lit on our energetic vibes. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk one more thing about this, these nodes before we phase in, before we phase out. Um, the, the North node right now is going to be on this, on this, uh, half moon, the quarter square, the North node is going to be sextiling, which is a really fluid and harmonious angle. It's sextiling the Venus in Pisces and the South node then would be trining another harmonious flowing energy, trining that Venus in Pisces. So Venus in Pisces is really, you know, Venus, I've talked so much about it being the, like Neptune is the higher octave of Venus. They both represent love and appreciation. And Venus is that, that third dimensional Taurus vibe of aesthetic. And it's, and it's like the things that I appreciate, my possessions, my values, my most meaningful the things I like to touch, taste, feel, and indulge in, you know, like it's, it's that vibe. So in Pisces though, it's at the next level. It's like almost up there with the, it's on its way up to Neptune. So we're about to have a Neptune and, and Venus conjunction in Pisces. And I feel like that's like double whammy love. Just, it's like, a, we got some major, it feels like there's a lot of love to be given and received right now. I mean, the life is like, love is so abundant. It is there. And all we have to do is open ourselves up to receive it, to let it flow through us, to us, and then we can give it back. And I, so I feel like the North node again, the Taurus energy, the Venus energy, the Uranus energy, all of this stuff is, is, is speaking to this how, how much can we love? How much can we be ourselves? How much can we love ourselves and be ourselves enough to just be present and radiant and, and really just letting that pulsate and express out into the cosmos you know, from where we are. And hopefully through that, other people can get energy and love and feedback from that too. I mean, it really feels like it's just, it takes us, it's, there's a lot of, of stuff happening on the planet right now, but I do feel like it's there's something that can be gained from us taking center and responsibility for ourselves and really tuning our frequency to a, to a higher love capacity and then letting some of this, like that, letting that be our guide, letting love rule, like Lenny says, Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> let love rule, you know? I mean, these are the days. And so I feel like, I mean, it's always that there's never not a time to love, but right, right now, especially all the roads are leading to this Taurus energy of expressing and communicating that love frequency through the third dimension in the new world for a brighter future. How can we do it? How can we do it? Well, it starts with ourselves. And so, you know, you that a, uh, I feel like, you know, with this, so we just really have this really beautiful opportunity in this time and space that we're living, 2022, to activate a higher love frequency, to be more present, more balanced, more graceful, 
and we have the skills to do it. It really just is all about just tuning to yourself, feeling your heartbeat, letting that pulse, your rhythm guide you just one step at a time. Put your put your energy where it feels good. Put your focus in your your intentions. Cultivate the the places where things feel like they're for the good, for the good of of our own life's fulfillment, for the good of the earth, for the good of humanity, for the good of the animals, for the good of the plants, for the good of the children, you know? I mean, really, start with ourselves, okay? So, hmm, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'm really grateful. I'll never let you forget it. super excited to engage with some of you next week. I was originally going to do a pre-record and then I decided I want to do it live. We're going to have a live eclipse session. It's called Evolutionary Pathways, Eclipsing the Axis of Love and Power is this workshop. It's the solar eclipse session on Saturday, April 30th. And uh, there'll be time for discussion and questions and answers and We'll be going deep into how we can maximize this this eclipse cycle as it comes through. It starts to turn on next week. But until then, you know, you can find that information on the website. But until then, again, be present as possible. Tune into your heart. Tune into your own rhythm. Yeah. Let your soul shine. All right, y'all. Much love.